I want to say good morning to each one of you and happy Mother's Day. Today is a day we honor mothers, grandmothers, wives, sisters, or women who just feel the role of mom. Right? There's so many of us in here that are mom in different situations other than our own biological children. So today's the day we honor you. This is a day of celebration and recognition of the hard work and commitment a mom makes to her family every day. But this also can be a day that reminds us of loss, a day that reminds us of promises that are, we are still waiting for God to fulfill. This can be a day of regret for some. So right now, before we get started, I want to take a moment and just pray for those of you in here who this is a day of pain for you as well. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you for each person in here. I thank you for each woman in here. Lord, I thank you that you have created us in a beautiful way, in a powerful way. Father, I do pray for those who are mourning today, who are broken today who are still waiting and trusting in you today. I pray that you would just minister love like never before to them today. Lord, that you would minister comfort and peace, but you would also minister a gift of faith inside of them. Lord, we desperately need you. So Father, before we get started in anything else, we just surrender to you. Father, I do pray that you would anoint my lips today. No one here is here to hear Vicki. They're here to hear you. So Father, anoint my lips. Let my words be your words. Just like Jesus said, I don't say anything that my Father doesn't say. I pray that over myself right now. Father, and I pray that every person here leaves empowered. They leave in a sense of victory when they walk out the door. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Such an honor to be here. It's such an honor to be preaching. You guys know I've said it over and over again. I love Sundays, love Sunday mornings, and this one is just an extra special one for me. First, I want to read to you a passage of scripture. It's it's Proverbs thirty one ten and thirty through thirty one. And before all the women go, oh, I promise, I promise is gonna be good. Okay, Jesus gave me a good word today. So. <clears throat> In the Passion Version, it says this, Who could ever find a wife like this one? She is a woman of strength and mighty valor. She is full of wealth and wisdom. The price paid for her was greater than many jewels. Charm can be misleading, and beauty is is vain and so quickly fades. But this virtuous woman lives in wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. She will be praised throughout eternity. So go ahead and give her the credit that is due, for she has become a radiant woman, and all her loving works of righteousness deserve to be admired at the gateways of every city. I've heard Proverbs 31 taught before, and if I'm honest with you, as a woman, I avoid this passage of Scripture, because to me, it can look like, and I've had it even taught, that it's a list of what the perfect woman looks like right? The one that we're supposed to strive for so that our family's blessed, our husbands are blessed. We have to meet all of these requirements, and it can be a pretty daunting checklist. And what I've noticed is it can lead to insecurity. It can lead to comparison. It can give us, it can make us feel isolated because we can't measure up. 
One of the things that God has shown me recently is I tend to shy away from women's events because when I'm there, I'm thinking about all the things I'm not. I'm not one who likes to dress up and wear frilly dresses, if you guys haven't caught that by my love of sweatpants. (laughs) Right? If I'm honest with you, I'm the mom who buys the cupcakes the night before to take to the to the school or to a bake sale. <laughs> I heard some amens. <laughs> right? If I'm really transparent with you right now, a few years ago we had mops and we had a cookie exchange and my husband made my cookies. <laughs> So when I would walk into a room of women who made all these beautiful cookies and, you know, had sewn their kids' clothes, I'm like, I am never going to make it, Jesus. <laughs> right? Sometimes we use this as a passage, and we've heard it taught as a passage to, to call us to a place of what we should be. The world says we should be. So when God told me he wanted me to preach on this, I was like, But he showed me some really cool things in my study. What if I told you that this could actually be a passage written by Bathsheba to Solomon? What if I told you that this was actually, if you read the verses prior to this, it's a mother's words to her son who's a king encouraging him? What if I told you instead of a checklist, we could look at it as a promise of who God empowers us to be? What if I told you it was a statement or a description of who God created us to be? Does that change that a little bit for you? Does it take the sting out a little bit for you? It did for me. So I'm going to go into, this is Proverbs 31.10, same verse in the NLT. This is who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. So I started looking and digging into this verse. Why was this the verse that God wanted me to focus on? Okay, this is what I found. Virtuous in the original Hebrew does not actually have one English word to describe it. It's often referred to in connection with military prowess. Translations of this word can be mighty, wealthy, excellent, morally righteous, full of substance, integrity, ability, strength, mighty like an army. It is most often used to describe valiant men. wait a minute, show of hands, how many of you have had it taught that way to you? Because I did not. Anybody? No. This was not a word to put women in their place. This was a a word to call women out to the place that God has you for, that he created you to be. The New King James says the literal translation is woman of valor. 
I don't know about you, but that gets me super excited. It makes me realize that it's less about whether or not I can make good cookies and more about being a warrior for the kingdom of God. Amen? So I felt like what God said is, I want to break off the lies that, that the world has put on us so that we can be who God designed you to be. He wants the Holy Spirit to work in you and through you so that you can be the warrior he designed for your children, for your husbands, for your church, for the nations. We are called to be a warrior. A warrior. How many of you women honestly get up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, wow, you are ready for war today? No, let's be honest, women. We get up in the mirror, we look in the mirror, and we're like, oh, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do with that today. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to need extra mascara today. But that's not what he said. That's not who he created you to be. This, this I just, I, I, I'm going to try to get through this without crying, but I may start crying, just so you know. In Jewish culture, when I was studying this, and I'm going to mispronounce it, so if you can say Hebrew better than me, power to you, I can't. Um, there's a phrase that is used in a song that is sang by men and women on Friday nights to honor their wives, and it's Proverbs 31, and it's called Eshe Kai, which actually means woman of valor. They sing that over their wives and the women in their life every Friday. Can you, like, the men have it memorized. The women don't have it memorized as a checklist of how they're failing. The men have it memorized to honor their wives. It actually, like, it's actually spoke to, women speak it to each other, kind of like we say, you go, girl. They say that to each other. They call each other women of valor. So if you came up and told me you were having a baby and I was like, woman of valor. Or if you came up to me and you said, I got a promotion at job and I was like, woman of valor. Right? That's how they use this term. Not to beat each other up, not to compare each other, to encourage and empower one another. They understand Hebrew better than we do. I'm just saying All right, we're going to look at the amplified version of this verse. An excellent woman, one who is spiritual, capable, intelligent, and virtuous. Who is he who can find her? Her value is more precious than jewels and her worth far above rubies and pearls. Women are created with abilities, strength, and intelligence. We're created that way. Wife can mean... I want all the, the ladies in here to listen to me. Wife can mean, in original wording, woman, wife, or female. First of all, this entire passage was wisdom shared with a man who was looking for a wife. So all you women who are not married, who have, count, have already checked out of this service, I pray you like, come back in. This is for you too. Right, because this is, this is information that you need it has nothing to do with whether I'm a wife yet 
or if I'm a wife at all. It's woman, an excellent woman. Young girls, listen up. This is for you too. You are a woman of valor. You are intelligent. You are capable, right? You are spiritual. I want to I share with you something that I did not recognize before and in my studies I found. It's the story of Ruth and Boaz. Ruth 3.11 says, All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. This was said to Ruth by Boaz when she was a widow. She had no children. She was not married. And he said to her, so all these things that are listed in, in Proverbs 31, he says this to her. It's the same word, kail, kail. He said to her, you are a woman of valor and all the people in town know it. Her life did not go the way she anticipated. She got married. Her husband died before he gave her children. She was not considered in their culture. To, she was a foreigner. But yet he looked at her and he said, you are known for being a woman of valor. So I just, I felt the, I felt the, the Spirit say to me, to the, to the women that are in here, that life did not go the way you planned. And you think that it discredits you. That God is looking at you right now and he says, woman of valor. Woman of valor. Because what it says in here is that she talked to this woman who, who practices the Jewish faith. And she said, valor isn't what you do, but how you do it. So it's not that I don't make the cupcakes. It's that what I do, I do as a warrior for Christ, for the kingdom that I love my kids and I honor my kids and I challenge my daughter to walk in the value she has, right? As a woman of valor. One of the words that, that people go back to and that has, I believe, caused a lot of confusion is found in, in Genesis where it calls women the helpmate or the helper. So I, I've, I've heard it taught that we're the weaker that we're less than. I've heard it taught, not from here, thank you, Jesus. But I have heard it taught. I grew up in the church. I'm not gonna tell you when because you'll know how old I am. <sighs> right, I, I, I've heard this taught. So I, when God first told me, I want you to look up what helper means, I was like, yeah, I get it. I'm supposed to help my husband. He's like, no, look. The word is ezer. The one who helps. Okay, got that. But let me read to you a couple of verses where that word is used as well and see if it just changes something inside of you like it did me. Psalms 33:20 says this, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Same word. Same word. Psalm 146:5. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper whose hope is in the Lord their God. Same word. 
same word. So when God created woman, he used the same word to describe woman that is used to describe him as a source of help. Come on! See, what I think is he realized that he gave, he gave Adam a huge job and he knew he was gonna need help. And so he said, I need to find one who can help him. In Genesis 2.18, he said, then the Lord, God said, it is not good for man to be alone and I will make him a helper who is just right for him. The word is neged. Another version says comparable. I believe we're called to complement one another. Right? I believe that we're given specific roles. I am not called to be the priest of the home, nor do I want to be. That's on him. But what I am called to do is war right beside him. What I'm called to do is fight for my family and fight for my husband right alongside him because I'm a warrior, right? I'm not supposed to war against him. I'm supposed to war against the enemy to protect my family, to protect my children, to protect this church, to protect what God has given us. I'm supposed to stand next to my husband and take new ground. Not hide, not sneak behind him and say, well, no, God never intended us to do that. He called us to be warriors. He called us to be helpers, just like he helps us. What does God do when we're in a state of need or help? He comes to our rescue. Women, listen to me right now. You are called to come to the rescue of your family. You are called to come to the rescue of your spouse. You are called to encourage and lift up and build up and war right alongside of them, not standing behind them, not back a few blocks, but right next to them as a unified friend because we're one when we're married. We're one. You know, one of the things I don't want to say is that is get out of divine order. So do not hear in what I'm saying that I'm supposed to take the role or the power that God gave Chad. I'm not. I am still absolutely in submission to him. Before I applied for this job, it was absolutely he and I talking and him going, you better do it because God told you to. Right? He's my biggest cheerleader. but I submit to him first. Remember, divine order is God first, my husband second, my children third, and then my ministry. And trust me, I don't wanna get out of divine order. So don't hear that in what I'm saying. I'm absolutely an advocate for divine order. Please hear me in that. But I believe that women have stayed down too long when we're supposed to be up fighting. And we've stayed at home and let the, women, the men fight. And then we don't understand why they're weary and tired because we're not supposed to sit back and watch. We're supposed to be fighting with them. And that's women, not just wives, right? That's women. We are all val, val, uh, virtuous. We are all of valor, okay? Our value and worth is comparable to wisdom. Worth is mecker. Value the price you're willing to pay for something. 
This one really, I didn't see this before. And I was really caught off guard by it, I guess. Because it says she is far worth far more than the value of rubies. Rubies mean, is, is a word panian. Again, I am not good at this, so please. But you hear my heart. It's a precious stone. The word is used six times in the King James Version. Listen to how else this word is used. Job 28.18. The price of wisdom is far above rubies. Wisdom. Proverbs 3.15. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. None you can desire can compare with her. Right? We're supposed to seek wisdom first. Right? That's equivalent to our value. Like that. Proverbs 8.11. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you can desire can compare with it. Proverbs 20.15. Wise words are more valuable than much gold and much rubies. That's the same word. That's the same word that's used to describe you. Solomon was asked, God asked Solomon, what do you want? You can have anything you want. And he said, I want wisdom. That's how important it was. That's how valuable it was. That's how much it was worth. We are the same in worth and value. Listen, our value is not found in completing a list of tasks or jobs. Are those important? Yes. If I didn't do the laundry, my kids would not have clean clothes. Right? But my value and my worth are not found there. My value and my worth is found in who God God created me to be. When he says, who can find this one? I wonder if instead of it being that there weren't that many, there weren't that many women who knew their value and their worth. That it wasn't a matter of it being there because I believe it's in every single one of God's creations, man and woman. Maybe it was hard to find someone who understood who they really were. That's what I'm calling to you today. Do you know who you were, who you are, who you were created to be? Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Listen, I want you to look at this verse, and there doesn't say man, for, God, for, God's, for man is God's handiwork. It doesn't say that. We are. You and me, we are all God's handiwork. We are all, another version says masterpiece. We are custom-made vessels. How many of you have ever ordered something custom-made? Does the value go up substantially? Right? Why? 
takes more work, it's intentional. Listen, that's the way God created you. Intentional. Intentional. How many of you can look in the mirror in the morning and say, God, I know that you intentionally made me. That I am designed for a purpose and I am designed to to fulfill that purpose and I'm designed to be a warrior. Or how many of you look at yourself in the mirror and you see every mistake you've ever made? You see every failure you've ever made. You can't look at Proverbs 31 because all you can see is all the things that you're not. Man, this is for you too. Can you look in the mirror and say, I am a man of valor. I am called with a purpose. I am designed to lead my family. I am designed. God has appointed me for this position. Can you see that? Women who aren't yet married, do you see yourself as a woman of valor, of worth, of value? Because if you don't, you're going to end up in a relationship that puts you down instead of lifts you up. Girls, listen to me. You are chosen. You have value. And you don't want a a man who doesn't know who he is in Christ. You want someone who knows how to lead you and lead you well, who to be your cheerleader. Men, if you're not married yet, listen. Know who you are so that you are an encouragement and a strength to your wife. And you can be her biggest cheerleader instead of holding her back because you're intimidated. Listen, I'm not meaning to be harsh. I believe that we're called to a place of walking in victory and walking in power and walking in authority because, listen, time is short. We got to know who we are so we can take the ground God's laid out for us to take. So if you're feeling convicted right now, take it to the Lord because I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm not here to put guilt and shame. I'm here to break it off. Ephesians 4.16 says this, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. This is the New Living Translation. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Okay, women, here we go. What if I'm a woman of valor, but I look differently than you as a woman of valor? I had a great conversation on Friday morning with someone who says clearly, I felt guilt and shame because I was a working mom. I felt called to be in the workforce. I've talked to women who say, I feel guilt and shame because I'm not earning a living for my family. I'm staying at home and raising my kids. They say, none of that's in the Bible. None of that's biblical. He says, now therefore is no guilt and shame in Christ. What if it's okay if we're different? What if I can still be a woman of valor and I can still be the helpmate and I can still be um, the, the one that rescues my children and I can still be that and I can still be different than you and it can look different than you. I go back to the cupcakes. Listen, you do not want me making cupcakes for your bake sale. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay? They may or may not look like cupcakes. 
But if you're going through a battle and you need someone to stand beside you in war with you, trust me, I'm the one you want to call. Is that okay? Is it okay if I look different? Is it okay if I'm called to full-time ministry and you're not? Is that okay? Listen, some of you have the gift of cleaning. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) If any of you want to share that gift, I am ready to receive. (laughs) Each one of you has a gifting and a talent that combined makes for a powerful, powerful warrior that this church body needs, that your family needs. Praise the Lord, I have a husband who likes to bake. Adam's like, exactly. Y'all are all thinking through. Right? Because I'm designed to compliment my husband. I'm designed to be a helpmate for my husband. If I can tease Pastor Kurt a little bit. His famous dish is frozen waffles. <laughs> but Sharice is a phenomenal cook. They complement each other. I am right there with Pastor Kurt. Frozen waffles are the best. My kids have ate more than I care to share with you. My, a funny story is that um, when, I go, when, my, when I go on mission trips, my kids talk about how good the food is. And when Chad goes on a mission trip, they're like, I can't wait for dad to get home. <laughs> Does that make me any less of a Proverbs 31 woman? Does that make me any less of a woman of valor? No. It's time that we tear down some of these stereotypes and these expectations that we put on each other. That we put on ourselves. Women, listen. You're beautiful. You're perfect because God created you that way. He's he's strong in our weaknesses, not the other way around. Listen, if I had it all together and I was the Proverbs 31 woman all by myself, do I need God? But that's what we do to ourselves, isn't it? I'm not good enough. I fail here. I fell there. I'll be honest with you. I'm in bed sometimes before my kids go to sleep. But I'm up before they are. It doesn't make me less than because I'm who I'm created to be. So what if we stop beating each other up for our differences and recognize that if the body of Christ has different parts, it's okay if we're different. What if when I read Proverbs 31, I see it as a challenge and I see it as an identity of who God put inside of me instead of all the things I'm doing wrong? Listen, he's calling you to walk in strength and wisdom 
as a warrior with unique callings and giftings that he saw necessary to fulfill the commission, not in opposition to man, but alongside him. I don't have to prove my power or my position. I don't have to prove my worth because God already did that. Listen, God already proved your worth and your value and your position. He's called you to that place. Men, he's called you to be the priest of your home. He's called you to lead your wives. He's called you to lead your children. Wives, he's called you to be a rescuer. He's called you to be a helper. He's called you to war for your family. If I know my value and I know my worth, I'm not fighting to take his or I'm not fighting to prove it to him. So that allows me the freedom to be his encourager, to be his cheerleader, to say, go, I'm with you, and vice versa. He can do that for me too because he's not intimidated by what God's put inside of me. He recognizes he receives honor as a result of it. This only happens the way it's supposed to when we understand our worth, our value, and our identity. Men, if you want a woman of valor, make sure that you know you're a man of valor. Women, if you want a man of valor, make sure you're a woman of valor. Make sure you know who you are because otherwise you're gonna end up in a power struggle. Jesus kept reminding me of this. He never pulled rank, not one time. He never said, do you know who I am? You better do what I say. Not one time to his disciples. Not one time. Do you know how many times I would have? Do you know how many times I say to my kids, because I'm the mom, that's why? Right? But he didn't. What did he do? He got down on his hands and knees and he washed their feet because he knew who he was. He had no problem submitting or putting himself beneath them because he knew who he was. And through his submission, through his surrender, even unto death, he is now the name above all names. We sang it today. When you know who you are, and it's not dependent on your spouse, and it's not dependent on what the women at church think about you, and it's not dependent on what the pastor thinks of you, it's not dependent on anyone else, it's no longer fear of man, it's absolute fear of God. Look at what you can do. You can submit, you can surrender because it doesn't affect your worth at all. Woman of valor, man of valor, God's called you to rise up. So when you look at Proverbs 31, if you can look at it through that, dis- that different perspective of it's not a checklist, it's who God, who God sees in you, who God's called you to be. Maybe I'm not up in the middle of the night sewing socks. Maybe I'm up in the middle of the night praying. Right? Maybe I'm not building, starting new businesses. But maybe someone is. Listen, 
If the body has a bunch of different parts, it's okay if we don't all look the same. So here's my challenge to you. First, I want to read this again. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you. And then we're going to go to a time of, of just prayer. I want you to listen to this through the ears of a woman or a man of valor. Who could ever find a wife like this one? She's a woman of strength and mighty valor. She's full of wealth and wisdom. The price paid for her was greater than many jewels. Charm can be misleading and beauty is in vain and so quickly fades. But this virtuous woman lives in wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. That's what I want you to see. Ladies, we can't be who God called us to be unless we're in wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. If we're not at his feet, men, you're not going to be the man that God's called you to be unless you're at his feet. That's where you get your identity. That's where you get your worth. That's where you get your strength. Listen, he loves you. And he said, you're worth so much that I will shed my son's blood for you. That's your worth. That's your value. Women, I encourage you to be women of valor. Warriors who are willing to fight for their family, for their church, the leadership, the hurting, the broken, the orphaned, and the poor. Be a warrior because God says you are. Be a virtuous woman who lives in wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. Men, be a man of valor, a warrior. If you have a wife, empower her. If you aren't married yet, make sure, make sure you know your identity and your role so you can empower a woman of valor and not hold her back. Just think for a minute, the destruction that would come Just think of the destruction we could bring to the enemy's camp if we quit fighting among ourselves, if we quit comparing ourselves, if we quit worrying about who was greater and we partnered together as the body of Christ with no lesser than, no more than. But we partnered the way God intended. Because in Genesis, he says, in Genesis 1, he says, subdue the earth, take dominion over the earth. We can't do that on our own. That's why he created a helpmate. He knew we needed each other. So let's go to war. Let's go to war against the destroyer 
who is seeking to destroy our family and children. Let's go to, against, let's go to war against the principalities and the darkness that's seeking to destroy. Father, I thank you that there's no guilt and there's no condemnation in you. Lord, I thank you that my identity is not wrapped up in the world says I am or the world says I should be. My identity, my value, my worth, it's all in you. So Father, I pray for every person in this room right now that their identity would be found in you. Lord, I pray right now that, that lies that have been told over them would break right now, would just crumble around them. God, you've called us to be warriors. So Father, I know that you place that inside of each one of us. Let it arise. Let the warrior inside of us arise. That we can take our place on the battle lines to fight for you, to fight the enemy, to fight to take back what's been stolen. Father, I pray specifically for the Ruths in the room, the ones that life didn't go the way they planned. The enemy has stolen from them. I pray right now that you would show them that they are women of valor, that you have a purpose and a plan for their life that the enemy cannot steal. I pray that you would encourage them right now. For every mother here who's been caught in mom guilt and mom shame, I pray that all of that is silenced today. That Lord, as women, we can learn to fight alongside one another. We can, we can cheer for one another and we can chant women of valor when, they do, when something good happens. And we can sit beside them and pray for them and war with them. Lord, for the men in the room who know they want to be men of valor, I pray that you would just encourage them today and strengthen them. Lord, that we would not be threatened by one another, but we would be empowered and challenged by one another. Because you've called us to a battle we can't win on our own. Father, let your word sink in deep. Let every person leave empowered and encouraged today. Lord, as we continue to seek your face, come close. Father, I give you the glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you're still up here praying, go after God. This isn't your cue to leave. But if you are leaving, don't forget, there is a photo booth. Drag somebody over there and get a picture of the woman of valor that you are. Even if you have to drag them celebrate today. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to check us out on the web at centralconnect.org.